Can anyone be a leader? Many people claim to be a leader, and anyone who has served under a lousy leader can testify many have claimed to be a leader. And there is a world of difference between good and bad leaders. But is there really a good or bad leader, or do we just have a leader? When it comes down to it, leaders actually lead. And true leaders set goals and motivate people, which enables their teams to achieve a tremendous impact. And with this in mind and the Olympics just behind us, let us explore more about what the world's best sports coaches have to teach. And in this episode, I want to look at the wisdom of coaches and the valuable leadership lessons that they have left behind. These lessons apply to anyone in a leadership role regardless of your dream of one day competing in the Olympics or maybe the field of play. The tips and techniques have worked on the biggest stages and hold up under the greatest pressures. I share with you that philosophy isn't just a Greek or Roman thing, and you can find strength in being challenged. And being a cultural architect can hold the blueprint to success. Hi, my name is Kirby Ingalls, and you're listening to the True Success Podcast. My goal is to help you find true success by helping you live a rich and satisfying life, a life of happiness and meaning, and becoming a pillar of your community. This podcast is designed to inspire you to write a new narrative, revolutionize the way we live, and create a ripple effect that resonates with future generations. Where do leaders come from? Is there a special recipe that requires some experience, degrees, credentials, skills, or even behaviors? Are they born under a star, born with a set of genes and fully developed, waiting for their turn at the throne? Regardless of what you might think, leaders emerge from everywhere. There is nothing that determines who might become a great leader. No matter what your industry is, there is no right or single path to leadership. Yes, some paths are well-worn, but some great leaders blaze their own trails in the grass. Each person is unique, and we all bring unique experiences skills, and resources to provide a unique leadership style. Far too often, people try to replicate the path others have taken to only fail. Only one Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett, Larry Ellison, or Jack Ma exist. They are taken, and you can't be them. You have to create a future self, and that is a unique path as you climb to each peak of the mountain. And then once you reach the top, either there will be another peak to climb or another mountain. The top leaders, athletes, actors, entrepreneurs, and artists, there were different paths and backgrounds that they've all had. Roberto Martinez, a Spanish football manager, whose uh, father uh, was a, he was also a player. And then his father became a coach. Roberto was raised around the game and played professionally and then got an opportunity to manage. 
Compare him to Michael McGuire, who's an Australian rugby coach, a high school teacher who had rose through the ranks of rugby. Same results, different paths, even if there isn't an ideal path, but your own unique path. There isn't a preferred style except for your own unique leadership style. You, as a leader, bring your own unique strengths from your background and personality. Sean Deitch, a English soccer manager, worked as a youth coach. And that experience gave him skills that served him well and allowed him to coach in the English Premier League. Now, not many people can imagine teaching children soccer would lead to a multi-million dollar salary, but Deitch is a great example. Through coaching youth, he gained patience, learned development, and found joy in the game. This has also proved to help him at the highest level when the stakes were much higher. Look backward at your background for inspiration in order to move forward. Even if it's not a common background, you may find your path or past can serve you well in future leadership opportunities. Thank you for being a part of the True Success Podcast, hosted by me, Kirby Ingalls. Subscribe on Facebook, Twitter, and Spotify to get your weekly updates. In episode 85 of the True Success Podcast, I said leadership is half the equation. But leadership isn't about solving an equation. You're painting a picture for others. Different artists have different artistic styles, just as various leaders have different leadership styles. Pablo Picasso doesn't compare to Leonardo da Vinci, but both are masters and created unique styles. Leadership isn't different. This doesn't mean you or all the great leaders don't have things in common. There are commonalities across the board, that keep leaders moving forward. For example, in my special report on leadership and masculinity and Christian men, I came across reports suggesting that there were some common character strengths among effective leaders and transformational leaders, such as integrity, kindness, humor, and industry. Even though these are just a few of the commonalities, after 25 years in this field of leadership, I've found that all good leaders are resilient. Some leaders are passionate, and others are calm and cool and even level-headed. Both styles have their merits, and no one leadership style is better than the other. All good leaders have acquired a handful of common, crucial skills over the years, and one of those is resilience. All leaders, no matter what style they are, will deal with failure at some point. Those who can get hit and keep moving forward. Now that's winning, as Rocky Balboa might say, also known as resilience. And when you reach the highest levels, you will have achieved massive success, which means your failures are headline news. And Sean Deitch's team was downgraded from the premium soccer league, and he received a whipping from the sports world news. He maintained his confidence and endured, and nearly a year later, he coached his team back to the Premier Soccer League. 
That's resilience. And all great leaders require it. Now, maybe, maybe your setbacks and failures don't make the news. They will still be challenging. There are all kinds of pressure from every corner at every level. And everyone needs resilience. And once you've picked yourself up and you keep moving forward, you'll need to learn from the failure of setbacks. All leaders face obstacles. But great leaders know that each one is an opportunity for growth and building strength. Great leaders strive to adjust and meet the needs of those who rely on them. Gary Kirsten, a cricket coach, learned how to use a softer approach with players who struggled to build stronger bonds in the long term. Strong relationships are vital in helping a team bounce back when facing adversity. Philosophers since the beginning of time have sat around pondering the meaning of life. But philosophy isn't just for thinkers. You too have a set of guiding beliefs and principles. Philosophy is an ideology and a set of doctrines that you might live by. For example, we have a sacred text, an ancient wisdom that continue to influence our behaviors today. And in the right hands, time and place, this can be a powerful leadership tool. And when leaders align people behind a shared set of beliefs and principles, people know what is expected. They can make better decisions. They have a more significant impact on their organizations and their community. And when the critical definitions are missing, it's like being in a boat where everyone is rowing in different directions. You probably have a lot of well-intended effort, but no progress. Clear guiding principles and beliefs will help you guide you in the most challenging decisions. And in the athletic arena, coaches with philosophies can be inflated just a bit. Coaches aren't necessarily authority or masters of their craft, but understand the methodology and strategy better than others. We definitely go too far in attributing a team's success just to one person when you have an entire organization that adds value. But having a set of guiding principles and ethics is essential. It goes a long way toward building individual character, a favorable climate, and shaping the culture. So the question remains, is there one philosophy that ranks above all else? There are a lot of philosophies and probably as many personalities. If you take the Belgium national soccer team manager, Roberto Martinez, and he says that it's really about reproducing the style that inspired him as a child. Others have a much simpler philosophy. For example, Michael McGuire, the rugby coach, encourages his players to approach the game with a carefree attitude. And he wants them to imagine that they are kids playing in a part so that they can relax and take off the pressure of the sport. And no matter your philosophy, it becomes crucial when pressure is applied. And if things are difficult and as a leader, you need to make tough decisions, your core principles guide you in making better choices and help others understand the reason. So Stuart Lancaster is an English rugby coach and 
He faced a lot of backlash for placing some foreign-based players on his national team or the national team. And his decision came from his core principles. And those were to build long-term success. He was confident that his decision would do just that, even though it was not very popular. Your philosophy should be more than just the big picture. Dan Quinn's coach, uh, who is the coach or was the coach of the Atlanta Falcons, his philosophy emphasized that psychological preparation. And then he replicates the game conditions that players will encounter. The team knows that every detail matters regarding game time execution, and so practice requires trials and accountability. Your philosophy is far from being mystical and abstract. It is one of the most tangible things that you can possess. The Veterans Podcast Awards are open to U.S. military veterans, active duty, reserves, allied forces, and military spouses. The True Success Podcast has been nominated in three categories, Business, Army, and Best Overall Veteran Podcast. Voting is from August 4th through September 18th, 2021. The winner gets announced on October 5th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is National Military Podcast Day. So jump on over to VeteranPodcastAwards.com and vote for the True Success Podcast. What do you want to achieve today? What about tomorrow? In a month from today? Or how about in five years? These aren't just common coaching questions. If you're going to be a leader, you need to know the answers and make sure everyone else does as well. And once you've identified your targets, you use them to guide your choices, short-term and long-term. Set long-term goals and make sure everyone is aligned. Long-term goals play a role in any successful organization. And to succeed, You need to know what the company is trying to accomplish and how it will achieve it and why. Why serves as a powerful motivator. You just need to understand why and define it effectively, and your team will begin to get the rest done for you. A study in 2001 of the world's successful sports teams across different disciplines concluded what actually set them apart from champions. Winners had a clear, long-term organizational goal that informed their decisions. And even though some of those teams had setbacks, they still held on to their ability to compete at the very highest levels. It kept one of them at the top 20 or at the top for 20 years. Yes, you probably guessed it. The New England Patriots, one of America's most loved teams and, well, one of my favorite hated teams. And they failed to win a championship between 2006 and 2014. But due to their long-term vision, they performed at levels not seen by many other teams in the NFL's history. They had 11 appearances, 6 wins, and 5 losses in the Super Bowl. And only the Pittsburgh Steelers have won six Super Bowls, but it took them 
50 years to get there and the Patriots 20 years. So let's put that into perspective. In 20 years, the Patriots had 11 appearances, six wins, and five losses. It took the Pittsburgh Steelers 50 years to get six Super Bowl wins and only the Patriots 20. Now, communicating a shared goal isn't enough. Leaders are responsible for making sure it guides daily decisions. Larger goals are made up of a lot of smaller goals, which also you might call progression goals or benchmarks. But when Justin Thomas, a golfer, had set his goals for 2017, he wanted to win a major tournament. He still placed his focus on specific improvements to his game. For example, putting. And setting those smaller goals that lead to better behaviors and habits over time increase the significant gains and better outcomes later on. Obviously, these will depend on each individual who contributes to the team effort. It is the leader's role to check in to ensure that the team's individual members are on track with their goals. And this doesn't have to be a weekly meeting or some elaborate tracking mechanism. Just an informal conversation is a great way to ensure people are moving in the right direction. And if any adjustments are needed to hit big, sometimes you just need to aim small. For a leader going in a new organization is a lot like riding into a new town during the Wild West era. And you probably not encounter a Doc Holliday, Billy the Kid, or even Jesse James. But you will have all eyes on you, and people will check you out, size you up, and test you. Much like that new Western movie where Tom Hanks starred in The News Travels. Uh, It can be actually found on HBO+, Plus, which I watched last night. Fantastic movie. And people are going to want to know what you stand for, and they tested him in that movie. And others will try and build alliances early on to influence your plan. Now, some will be like well-liked and others are respected, while others have other things in mind for you. You don't need to have a showdown at high noon just yet. Don't take these things personally and feel threatened because this can be used to your advantage. In many organizations, they are large enough for many leaders to thrive, and some teams and departments are the sizes of small companies. The key is to understand the cultural architect and engage them early and often. And in sports, coaches often look for those who are respected by others. Really, Rilo uh, is a Norwegian sports psychologist, and he coins these influencers as cultural architects. And we all have them in our lives because they drive their team's success. Teams are loyal to certain members. So if you are a new leader, you should seek to build trust and open up those lines of communication. David Beckham uh, probably needs no introduction, but he's an English soccer player who was one of such cultural architect in his field and in all his team. His talent and charisma made him a world superstar and earned the confidence of his teammates. His former coach said that David Beckham transferred his confidence to the team and boosted their spirits. How does a new leader win over influential members? Well, 
You guessed it. There is no one right way, but you must build relationships and be authentic. Relationships are critical when it comes to being able to motivate others. And so we go back to Roberto Martinez, uh, soccer manager, and he explained that winning over influential older players must emphasize a willingness to help shoulder responsibility and influence young, youthful players. Roberto found this as a great way to build trust and a source of motivation for mature players. And when executed well, these cultural architects or influencers become valuable and help drive change and build your influence. Having a win over an entire organization is a daunting task. So you should focus on those influencers and cultural architects and they will do the work for you. The only thing permanent in life is the change that is constantly happening, not only around us, but also with you and me. Nothing lasts forever, no matter how good it seems or looks. Murphy is constantly throwing a wrench into something. As people, we will continue to evolve and develop new strategies and shift attitudes towards ideas and things. It's a surefire bet. Take it to Las Vegas, baby. How do you overcome this? When it is time to make changes, always surround yourself with solid advice. Not one person can know everything or see everything coming, and having a bench of advisors is a core part of being a leader. Even in sports, coaches have a group of assistants and experts that surround them and give advice. The key is to make sure that you put people in positions to question you and to suggest a change. You can't do this alone, and neither can a CEO or anyone else in a leadership position for that matter. Every great leader has a support staff and advisors. Even Jesus Christ with his 12 disciples, which served as an extension of himself and his mission. If you want to be a great, seek out those who are smart and as driven as you are, if not more. Surround yourself with those people who will hold you accountable and push you to new levels of growth. You are only as good as the people around you. And what makes for a good support network? Well, again, there isn't a single recipe for this equation. Roberto Martinez, again, that that Belgian national team coach, he included some former superstars like Thierry Henry along and decorated player who also had won a FIFA World Cup and several European championships. Now, that rugby coach, Michael McGuire, he didn't recruit anyone who played rugby at the elite level. And despite the different methods and knowledge and loyalty, we're all a part of the selection process. To be a good advisor, assistant, or staff member is to give a different perspective. Offer insights and opportunities for change. If you have many yes men on your team, or of course, you're going to hear what makes you feel good. Still, you won't have diversity and understanding, which will not produce a strong organization. Leaders trust those around them, which 
they should feel they must ask questions and make proposals to accomplish the objective. Michael McGuire, though, stated that his staff challenged him because he knows he wasn't perfect. And Gary Kirsten, that cricket coach, felt the same way. His leadership was about making his team feel comfortable speaking up and leading up. See, dissent isn't always a challenge to your authority. Allowing different voices to be heard is a show of strength. No one likes to deliver bad news. It's difficult to cut people from the workforce and in sports. Regardless of the reason, when you have to let someone go, it can have huge implications. And releasing people can lead to questioning, a loss of trust, and more importantly, taking someone off their path and potentially stifling dreams. Even though we might be reluctant and we generally care for these people, sometimes it has to be done. It might be the best thing for the team or the organization. And when a leader communicates well and often, they can prevent fallout when making hard choices. There's a famous phrase here, honesty is the best policy. It's pretty vital. There is no easy way out of a hard conversation. And if you have to do it, do it in person, not over the phone or a video conference. Do it with a clear message that has been thought through. It's best to hear it from the horse's mouth, regardless of the level of execution. Significantly, the higher the decision goes, that's the person that should actually be having the conversation. Be honest and straightforward. Acknowledge and validate that person's emotions while creating space for them to process what just happened and ask questions. Stuart Lancaster, that rugby coach, gives awful news in private and in person and allows the person to respond. You can also make sure that both parties have a potential way forward. See, Roberto Martinez ensures his players understand the decision and the possible alternatives or solutions moving forward. He doesn't make promises he can't keep, but he makes sure he provides examples so that person has something concrete to move forward. He doesn't leave them stuck. These types of difficult conversations are challenging for any leader to have, and they are necessary for the individual and the team. And you must let go of those who are not meeting the standard. It's not only the best thing for the individual, but it's also for the organization and their core values. It draws respect from the other team members as well. Often a setback can be the best thing for an individual. See, Stuart Lancaster gives an example of someone he dropped from a team when they were only 22 years old. That moment in time helped that person realize the error in their commitment and behaviors. And after some time, that same person began to realize their own potential, recommitted themselves, and became a star player. See, sometimes a step back can actually be a step moving forward. And you just need someone with the courage to have a difficult conversation and hold you accountable. This week, I want to share with you a review from T.E. Corner. He says, 
Kirby is a true leader and life influencer. He is on a mission to redefine leadership and success. Not only does he focus on success in the form of goals and accolades, but he brings to the surface the real value and positive influence people can bring to the workplace and world. Great show. Thank you, Kirby. Hey, everyone. Positive reviews from awesome customers like you help others to feel confident about choosing the True Success Podcast, too. Could you just take 60 seconds and go and make a review and share your happy experiences? We will forever be grateful and thank you in advance for helping us out. And maybe we'll read your review on a future episode. When we look at the best coaches worldwide, they show us that leadership can be applied in different styles and different settings. And when you set clear long-term goals, regularly check in with your team and staff members and build some solid relationships, you can identify the change and adjustments needed to rise to the top. So don't forget to go out and look at those punchy, actionable tasks that you can do which compounds into those long-term goal achievements. You won't arrive at your destination or objectives if you don't know where you're going. You need to have a vision. So write down what you want to accomplish and focus on the short-term goals that lead to those big wins. Inch by inch, yard by yard is a lot easier to tackle than trying to throw a Hail Mary on every play. Even when your long-term goals are at the top of your mind, you have an idea of what needs to be done and how to stay motivated to blow through that finish line. Now it's up to you to put all this information into action. Please check out the links in the show notes Download a copy of the transcript and support us by smashing that like button. Leave a comment or review on whichever platform you are listening to this show on. Now go out and carry this story forward. My name is Kirby Ingalls. I appreciate you listening to this episode. Honor your service to others and love the impact that you are creating. You've been listening to the True Success Podcast. I'll see you next time.